Welcome back, everybody, to Rams Up, your favorite L.A. Rams podcast. You can also follow us on YouTube. Got some great video content. Our YouTube handle is at L.A. Rams Up. You can follow us on Instagram as well. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. Ram fans, well, the 2023 NFL Draft is behind us. The Rams draft 14 players. That's right, 14 players. There are plenty of surprises, a few disappointments. Overall, I'm going to defer to less need. I think this is a pretty good draft. I thought this draft would sprinkle players all over this roster, and for the most part, it did, with two exceptions. No pure linebackers and only one cornerback. That's what surprised me. Meanwhile, two defensive linemen, Kobe Turner and Deswan Johnson, three edge rushers, Byron Young, Nick Hampton, Ochan Mathis, the one cornerback, a good one though, one safety, two offensive linemen, a tight end, a running back, a wide receiver, a quarterback, and a punter. We're going to go through each of these picks, give you a quick rundown, some thoughts on Every one of these guys, the Rams drafted. Then we're going to follow that up with some random notes, a review of my draft predictions, some other stuff, a look at some drafts from other teams that kind of stood out, and then a quick rundown of the undrafted rookies the Rams are already starting to sign. Before we get started, a heads up, I will not have a Thursday drop. I will be posting on the YouTube channel and on the website. So track that if you will. Then we'll come back at the end of next weekend with our next drop. So let's walk through each of these picks the Rams made in the 2023 draft. It's going to take a while. This is what happens, ladies and gentlemen, when you have zero picks. We're sitting here trying to evaluate 14 players that the Rams selected. This is just my initial reaction to these picks with a little bit of information tossed in. I'm going to have Paul Walliet and Tom Quartz on in a week or so, and we will evaluate every one of these picks, see how we feel about them. The Rams' first pick, round two, pick 36 overall, Steve Avila, an offensive guard, or is he a center out of TCU? He can actually play four of the five offensive line positions, apparently. Now, I wasn't expecting the Rams to go interior offensive line with their first pick, but you got to love this guy. He's a really safe pick. Just a warrior in the middle, super stout, 6'3", 332. Now, a lot of people are saying the Rams had a big need on the interior. I didn't really see it that way, but still, I love this pick. Very versatile. According to Pro Football Focus, he played 1,010 snaps at left guard, 1,063 snaps at center, 88 snaps at right guard, and 113 at right tackle. In 2022, over a 1,000 snaps did not give up a single sack, gave up two hits on his quarterback and nine hurries. You don't get graded much higher than Steve Avila was by pro football focus. So how do I feel about this? Like I said, I surprised the Rams went interior offensive line early, but I don't have a problem with this pick. Did not do a deep dive on him before the draft. And if I had, I might have thought the Rams should draft this guy. He looks like a safe pick, a solid starter moving forward. I like this pick a lot. They had the 69th pick overall in round three. They traded that to the Texans, dropped four spots, and also picked up a fifth round pick, number 161 overall. 
but gave up number 191, and it gets even more complicated. And then they traded again, this time with the Giants, dropped back to number 89 overall while picking up that fourth round pick. And I told you they had to find a way to get into the fourth round, and they accomplished that with this trade. So their second pick was that number 77 overall that they picked up in the Ramsey trade, and they drafted Byron Young, the edge rusher out of Tennessee. His story has a sort of Kurt Warner ring to it. Instead of boxing food at a grocery store, I guess he was boxing toys and such at a Dollar General. What do they say about Byron Young? A lot of analysts really love this pick. He was not on my radar as far as edge rushers go, but this is about where he was expected to get drafted. What do they say about him? NFL.com's Lance Zerline, an explosive edge defender with disruptive play qualities. Still a work in progress, still trying to learn the position. He's 25 years old already, but he just creates chaos on the edge. Very twitchy, lacks a little bit of polish, but if he gets coached up by the Rams, he could be a very good value here. Super fun to watch on film, apparently. One of the most explosive outside speed rushers in the class. So, again, was not on my radar before this draft. Seems like a solid pick, and it definitely addresses a need. Round three, pick 89, the one they picked up in that second trade they made with the Giants. They draft Kobe Turner, the defensive tackle out of Wake Forest. Mixed opinions on this selection, but his game is very similar to Aaron Donald's. I'm not saying he's that good, but same type of player. 6'2", 288. Another guy that's fun to watch on film, quick, relentless inside pass rusher. Be interesting to see if the Rams use him to rotate in for Aaron Donald as opposed to playing next to him. High energy guy, bit of a wrecking ball. If it weren't for Kalijah Cansey, this guy might have got more attention because Turner is good. Probably not as good as Cansey, though. Nonstop motor. And as Tom Court said on our pre-draft show, the Rams might not have an apparent need on the defensive line this season, but they will next year. A lot of guys will not be under contract. So adding someone that can play in place of Aaron Donald or alongside him makes a lot of sense. And I think all of these first three picks, Avila, Young, and Turner, they are all hard workers, approach the game in the right way, and are great locker room guys. And I think that's important to Sean McVay in this Rams roster, especially as they try to rebuild. So Was I expecting any of these three picks? Absolutely not. Am I okay with them? Yeah, just a little disappointed we haven't grabbed a cornerback yet. And what do we do in the fourth round? Now, one of my predictions was we would draft a quarterback in the fifth round. We went after one in the fourth round, pick 128 overall, the one we picked up from the Giants. Stetson Bennett, the quarterback from Georgia. Now, I had been mentioning him as a Great selection for the Rams. If you want to bring in someone, a quick study to be the backup quarterback, Bennett fits the bill. I thought he'd be there in the fifth round, though, maybe even the sixth round. But there was a little bit of run on quarterbacks. Jake Hayner went right before this pick, so the Rams might have figured they better get their guy now. So they went out and got him. He's only 5'11", and he turns 26 this season. And I'm a little confused on the analysis. Some say he's extremely accurate with a great arm, and then others say, hey, he struggles with accuracy and his arm is nothing special. But a couple of things you can say about this guy is, one, he's very mobile and elusive, and number two, he's played in big-time games, and he wins. 
And on top of that, he clearly can get to a second and third reads. And that's what this offense needs. Stetson Bennett, our new backup quarterback. Is he the next great quarterback for the LA Rams? Well, time will only tell. In the fifth round, pick 161 overall. This is a pick we got from the Texans. Nick Hampton, the edge rusher out of Appalachian State. A little undersized, 6'2", 236. So I thought maybe he's actually going to play linebacker, but apparently he's going to be edge. It'd be interesting to see how the Rams can find a way to use him. And that's what the experts are already saying. They got to figure out a way to use him. He'll struggle as a run defender, but as a pass rusher, a lot of potential there. Explosive with really good technique as well. And he has a history of making big plays. So the Rams overlooked the size concerns and drafted a football player. Round five, pick 167. They traded to the Texans, dropped back to 174 and picked up a seventh rounder, number 259 overall. And then pick 171. They slide back to 175 in a trade with the Bucks, and pick up number 252 overall in the seventh round. So they're just adding picks here, sliding back in the fifth round. And finally, pick 174. They draft the offensive lineman Warren McClendon out of Georgia. 64306, another guy that can swing to different positions, probably a right tackle. Experts seem to be torn on whether he can play guard or not. A three-year starter and a two-time national champion. He's known for his hard work. So he's a locker room guy, a leader, lots of intangibles, but maybe lacking the ideal size and athleticism for either position. So where do you play him? But he's another guy, just like Avila, gives you a lot of flexibility along this offensive line. And then round five, pick 175, a pick they got from the Bucks. They draft a tight end, Davis Allen, out of Clemson. I knew they were going to draft a tight end. They had to draft a tight end. And this guy, 6'6", 245, is a guy that they call a human vacuum cleaner. He's not going to stretch the field. He's not going to be super dynamic, and he's nothing special with the ball in his hands, but he's very instinctive, knows how to use his body, and he will make those tough catches for you on the first and second level, especially in the red zone. Could be very helpful. Tough, contested catches. Allen could really be an impact player in the red zone. Round five, pick 177. This was a comp pick they had. Puka Nukua, the wide receiver out of BYU. And this is a guy Paul Wallia was really talking up during our pre-draft show. Really liked him. 6-2-201. And worth noting, Cooper Cup, 6-2-204. And I see similarities. If you watch the film on this guy, he's really athletic. Not real twitchy, not super fast, but he's got the ball skills, really competitive. And I watched the highlight on this guy, and they used him on jet sweeps pretty often. In fact, last season, 25 carries for 209 yards and 5 TDs. I can see why Nakua was an attractive prospect for Sean McVay as much as he loves these jet sweeps with his wide receivers. Round six, pick 182 overall. They get the diminutive quarterback, Trevius Hodges Tomlinson out of TCU. He's a nephew of the great San Diego Charger running back. 5'8", 178, super twitchy. Some people say he's the most explosive player in the draft. Plays larger than his size. Probably going to have to play inside, though. 
But then a lot of teams are running out these big slot receivers. So the Rams are going to have to be creative in how they use him. But he's aggressive, super explosive. I thought he'd be gone in the second round, but he slips all the way to the sixth and the Rams grab him. On to the 10th pick the Rams made, round six, pick 189 overall. I hope I got this pronunciation right. Ochuan Mathis, edge, defensive end, outside linebacker out of Nebraska. I'm not sure what he is exactly. 6'5", 250, four-year starter, outstanding traits. They say he needs to get stronger, struggles against the run, but makes some splash plays, getting to the quarterback. Rams will probably use him as an edge rusher. They traded that pick 191 to Houston, and then they trade up to number 215 with the Bills. They give up number 252 overall and next year's sixth rounder, and they draft Zach Evans, the running back out of Ole Miss. This guy was a number one ranked running back coming out of high school. Really mixed opinions on him. The ESPN folks actually got into an argument about him. 5'11", 202, he was the first five-star recruit to sign with TCU. Moved around a little bit, though. Ended up with Ole Miss. Lance Zerline compares him to Melvin Gordon. Averaged 6.9 yards per carry. That's an indication of his home run hitting ability. Had a lot of nagging injuries. Now, the argument they had on ESPN was with regards to, is he trending downward or trending upward? I mean, there were really high hopes for this guy. Coming out of high school, he had big games in the SEC, but was it due to some great blocking, great running lanes? Can he really create at the NFL level? We'll have to see, but it's clear the Rams had to add a running back. Why not move up into the sixth round and grab a guy with all this potential, see if they can get him back on track, and if they do, they got themselves a steal in this running back. Then their 12th pick, number 223 overall in the seventh round now, Ethan Evans, the punter from Wingate. And I had a feeling they're going to draft a special teams player, a kicker or a punter. Just asking too much to get three undrafted rookies in here to fill out that special teams room. They grabbed this punter, big guy, 6'4", 235, 77 punts. He averaged 45.7 yards, so he's got a booming leg. And he apparently can kick field goals in a pinch as well and should be excellent on kickoffs. And his kickoff ability could be very relevant. Now, I talked about in our pre-draft show that I thought the Rams might draft a special teamer. But if they didn't, they would be a prime destination for special teams free agents. And that's already happened. They have already signed undrafted rookie North Carolina State kicker Christopher Dunn. And his MO is really good accuracy, from mid-range, may not be great on kickoffs, though, may not have the big leg for that. So Ethan Evans potentially handling kickoffs and Christopher Dunn, right now our starting kicker, hey, at least we didn't spend a third rounder on him. And we've also signed the best long snapper in the draft, Alex Ward out of Central Florida. A lot of people thought he'd get drafted. He's that good. So the Rams have their long snapper, Looks like they have their punter and potentially their kicker. These guys got to prove it on the field, but feeling much better about our special teams room. And we'll run down all the signed undrafted rookies at the very end here. Two more picks to go here. The 13th pick, 234 overall. This is a pick they got from the Steelers. Jason Taylor II, the safety from Oklahoma State. Six feet, 204. 
use your prototypical ball hawking safety. It might be a little bit of a liability against the run, but this is a guy that can play on all the special teams units, and I think that's why the Rams drafted him. Now, remember, they had picked up and picked 252 from the Bucks, but they traded that to the Bills. But they did have the final pick in the draft, number 259 overall, Mr. Irrelevant. They got this pick from the Texans, and they draft Deshaun Johnson, a defensive lineman from Toledo, 6'2", 285, similar in size to Kobe Turner and Aaron Donald. We have a trend here. So he's an undersized defensive tackle, very explosive. He tallied 65 total tackles, 16 and a half for a loss, and he had five and a half sacks, and he had an interception in 14 games for Toledo. So another undersized defensive lineman, probably going to play inside, but could pop out outside. But he is the 14th pick for the Los Angeles Rams, and that closed out the Rams draft, and it closed out the 2023 NFL draft. Mr. Deshaun Johnson coming to Newport Beach as the newly crowned Mr. Irrelevant. And then he can drive right over to Rams camp. Let me share some random notes from this draft with you. First of all, the overall Rams strategy And I think with these first couple of picks, what they decided to do was help out their two biggest stars, Aaron Donald and Matthew Stafford, especially the Avila pick. Matthew Stafford's looking at Sean McVay and this Ram staff and saying, hey, if you want to get back to the pinnacle again, we got to fix this. We can't let this happen again next season. I know we got a lot of bodies, but we still need to elevate the level of play up front and they go out and draft Steve Avila. And that's a big step in the right direction on that front. And then Aaron Donald looks at them and says, hey, I need some help here. Ashawn's gone. Greg Gaines is gone. And apparently Aaron Donald actually told Sean McVay, whoever you bring in here, it better be guys that care. And they went out and got Byron Young and Kobe Turner, and both of them fit the bill. They're going to play alongside Aaron Donald improved this front, and hey, they went defense heavy throughout this draft, up front especially, and on the edge. And they found a lot of guys that are going to help this defense up front. What they didn't do was really address the cornerback situation. So what am I thinking? I'm thinking they're going to have to go sign a couple of these free agent cornerbacks. And there's some out there, Grant Haley and Troy Hill are the obvious ones. Not sure if Marcus Peters is the answer. There's some other guys, but can't see them rolling with what they have. There are some undrafted rookies that can fit the bill. That's the one thing in this draft that confused me the most. One less defensive lineman, edge rusher, and maybe one more cornerback, and I'd probably be really fine with this draft. I think it's a good draft, but I think it could have been better. Just worried about the cornerback situation. The Rams continued their trend of drafting Senior Bowl participants. Two of them, Steve Avila and Byron Young, both played in the Senior Bowl. I wanted to comment on the drafts of five teams, and this is just a quick reaction. We'll get into it a lot deeper in the coming weeks. How about the Lions? 
They have four picks in the first 45, and they go running back, linebacker, tight end, safety. Hey, they could all work out. And I know Brad Holmes knows what he is doing, but I don't know, man. Those are the four positions that I think he can really get value later. But hey, that's just me. The 49ers, they draft a safety and a kicker in the third round, their top two picks. That's right, a kicker. Hey, if the kicker's gold, I suppose, but could you have gotten him a little bit later? Probably. Hey, hope it works out for the Niners. Well, actually, that's not true. I hope this blows up in their face. And how about the Packers? They draft a tight end in the second round, and they come back in the third round and draft another one. Maybe that's because of Jordan Love's skill set, perhaps. Got to find him some safety valves. Uh, Hey, let's go find him two safety valves. The Dolphins, are they looking scary? They already had Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, and they add Devin A-Chain. So much speed, so much talent. And then Tua running the show. Man, Dolphins are looking good. Now, everybody was spun up about the Seahawks. What a great draft they had, but let's pump the brakes on it. Last year, they drafted two cornerbacks. They come back and spend their first pick on a cornerback, and I get it. Devin Witherspoon, he looks like he's an incredible player. But then they come back and draft Zach Charbonnet, who will be a backup running back, one of their early picks. Derek Hall. He's probably going to be okay off the edge, but nothing special. They still have not addressed their biggest problem, defending the run. So we'll see how it works out for the Seahawks. A couple people saying they're the favorite to win that division now. Not buying it. Not buying it at all. As I said last year, their over-under was five and a half, and I said, no way, they're going to be over that. They're going to be over that again next year for sure. They're going to probably be a 9-10-11 win team. They're going to be competing with the Rams and Niners for the divisional title, but don't hand them any trophies just yet. Let's review my draft predictions. I said they will not trade up from number 36. I guaranteed that. I was correct. I said they will draft at least two cornerbacks, and I guaranteed that, and I thought that was a gimme. They drafted one cornerback and a safety. Pretty strange. That's the thing I like least about this draft. And number three, another guarantee, if they end up with 13 picks or more, and they did, they will draft three cornerbacks, and they still only drafted one. I said they'll draft a quarterback in the fifth round. I was one off. It was the fourth round. I said they would draft a wide receiver with one of their first five picks. Got that one wrong. Drafted one wide receiver, but it's a little bit later. I said they'll draft a pass rusher with one of their first two picks. I guaranteed that, and I nailed it. That was Byron Young. The next prediction was not relevant. I said if they only make 11 picks, they will draft just one offensive lineman. So we'll throw that one out. I said they will draft a safety in the sixth round. I was one round off. It was the seventh round. I said they would draft a tight end, and I guaranteed that, and they drafted Davis Allen, the tight end, out of Clemson. And I guaranteed they would end up with a fourth-round pick. Guaranteed that, and I got that one right. So not bad. Got two guarantees wrong, having to do with the cornerbacks and a wide receiver a little bit earlier. Let's look at this offensive line. Who on this roster can play tackle? 
Joseph Noteboom, Alaric Jackson, Rob Havenstein, AJR Curry, Zach Thomas, and the rookie Warren McClendon. He can play tackle, probably limited to the right side. Who can play guard? The rookie Steve Avila. I think you can pencil him as in as a starter. Tremaine Ankrum, Coleman Shelton, Logan Bress, Jackson and McClendon can both play guard. Who can play center? Ankrum, Avila, Brian Allen, Coleman Shelton. Four guys that can play center. Brian Allen is probably the one guy that's limited to one position, center. So where do the Rams go with this offensive line? Well, I'm telling you, they can go in a lot of different directions, and it's a really good problem to have. Feeling much better about our offensive line. Just got to sort out that left tackle spot. Is Noteboom the answer? If he is, we're squared away on the offensive line. I thought that was the most interesting development as far as how this draft affected a specific position group. We'll get into each of them when I get Paul and Tom back. We'll talk about each position group and where they stand after this draft. For now, I'm just going to leave it at the offensive line. Now remember, no Thursday drop, but check out the YouTube channel. I'll be dropping shorts on there over the next week, and then we're going to come back next week with another full-blown episode. Lots of good stuff. Maybe have Tom and Paul back on by then. Not sure yet, but I'll have a lot more details on this draft, more insight, and an assessment of where the Rams go from here. Be sure you check that channel and subscribe. Before we sign off, a rundown on the undrafted rookies the Rams have already signed. We already talked about the long snapper Alex Ward out of Central Florida. That's a big get for the Rams, as well as North Carolina State kicker Christopher Dunn. Guy made 28 of his 29 kicks last season. Who else? Youngstown State center Mike McAllister. Wake Forest offensive lineman Shane McGinn. Bowling Green tight end Christian Sims, North Carolina State safety Tanner Ingle, Tulsa cornerback Tyon Davis, Louisville running back Tyon Evans, and Boston College safety slash linebacker Jaden Woodby. And I'm sure there will be more to follow. Try to keep you posted on that, but it's going to have to be on the YouTube channel over the next few days. Be popping some shorts on there to keep everyone caught up. That YouTube channel is at LA Rams Up, and we'll be posted on the website as well, ramsup.com. And then we'll come back at the end of next weekend with another pod. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. Visit our website at ramsup.com. Don't forget about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Till next time, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there. Music courtesy of the YouTube Audio Library. Tracks featuring Bar Crawl by Track Tribe, Buckeye Bonsai by Vans in Japan, and Crimson Fly by Hamama. <laughs>